Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So I get a uh, tweet here from a man named Patrick Kilray. And he says, good morning, guys. I am watching you guys on CBS Sports Network with my six-year-old Nellie. She watches every morning. She seems to be annoyed by a plastic doll that is leaning to the side behind Geo. Can you fix it for her? Thanks. All right. So I have an almost six-year-old. She will be six on February 10th. So I know when they want something, a six-year-old girl, they will do whatever it takes and make any sort of noises to annoy you to the point that you will give them what they want. There's this whining sounds that they can produce. And these these things that just they, they get into your head and rattle your brain so much so that you will give them that popsicle or you will oh, put on that TV show. So I see what it is. So I see what it is. I see it here. Yes. That's Billy Jean King, isn't it? It's not any old plastic doll. This is Billy Jean King. Yes. Who was the originator of Boomer's one of his favorite phrases phrases, pressure is a privilege. Yes. So this is Billie Jean King, and so we honor her in the studio. I did not realize, silly me, did not realize she was leaning over, which is a sign of disrespect for the great Billie Jean King. I don't know. It, since looked like, it kind of looked like she was hanging out. Just hanging out? It's kind of hanging out, sitting back there behind you, but I want to make sure that you do straighten it out. And straighten we'll, it out. Yes. Straighten it out for Nellie, the six-year-old. Okay, so Nellie. There you go. So now she is no longer leaning, and she is standing and it is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. All right, so I heard this on the warm-up show this morning between Al and, and Jerry, and it, it made me think because it was a topic, and I don't know if Jerry's going to end up playing this or not because he was like, I don't know if I'm going to play the audio or this or not, but it was a fight between sports fight, podcast fight, argument, whatever, not a real fight fight, between Ocho Cinco and Shannon Sharp on their podcast that we love to listen to so much. So... I believe it was Ocho Cinco was saying that Beyonce would cause as much of an uproar in the NFL if she were dating, you know, obviously we know she's married to Jay-Z, the whole thing, but if she was dating an NFL player as Taylor Swift would. And Shannon Sharp is saying absolutely not. Taylor Swift would be a bigger deal than Beyonce. And they're going back and forth. Now, it's not a fair fight at this point. Between Beyonce and Taylor Swift, because Taylor Swift is at her career arc. She is at her zenith right now. She is the the undisputed queen of music at this point. Sells out $100,000 stadiums. 100,000 seat, yeah. 100, seat stadiums in like minutes. We all know this. 
So right now, Taylor Swift has the edge. However, I do agree with Chad Johnson that Beyonce at her career arc where she was at the top and she was the one that everybody was talking about. Certainly, if she started dating anybody in the NFL at that point, especially if it was a star like Travis Kelsey is a star, that the cameras would be on Beyonce just as much. All right, let's say now, that. I'm talking years ago now because right, Beyonce's right. had a different, you know. Let's say Dua Lipa is dating Patrick Mahomes. He's not married that they're dating. It wouldn't be as big as Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is more popular, but the cameras would be on her. The cameras would be on her and they show her. How about... Listen, they showed Jake Browning's girlfriend 16 times in the booth because she was wearing a skin-tight outfit. You know what I'm saying? Because she was very sexy. Right, I mean, we... there's. There's a lot of family members that get shown. I mean, Tommy DeVito's family was probably on TV just as much as Taylor Swift. Remember all the Jordan Love, when Jordan Love made his first start in Kansas City and they put the, his mom up in the last seat at Arrowhead? Yes, yes. They, the camera was on her the entire time. Right. Uh, I think the argument was, coming out of Baltimore, that they weren't showing any family members from Baltimore, but they were showing Taylor Swift. And why were they showing Taylor Swift as opposed to showing some family members from Baltimore? Now, did you see the lip reading that was caught when the camera got on Taylor Swift and she was looking up at the monitor? Did you see this? I did not. So she's looking up at the monitor. Okay. And the camera's on her, so she sees it. And she says, while looking at herself, go away, please. Clear as day. I feel bad for her. Go away, please. I mean, as... as, uh extremely popular as she is she basically has no private life whatsoever yeah and she's probably feeling like dislike for the first time ever other than like kanye and scooter braun and the people that have have, scooter braun you don't know this who's oh my god you, Mr. Taylor Swift over here, who talks yes. about her more than anybody. I'm sorry. Well, you don't know that story? So- I, listen, I am You so- don't know that story? You know what? You have exposed yourself as a Taylor Swift fraud right in front of us. If you don't know the Scooter Braun story, you are a fraud. Play it, Eddie. Fraud! 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 How do you not know that? Al, do you know the Scooter Braun stuff? I am familiar. Absolutely, even Al knows. But I'm fraud! A, I'm, fraud! I'm, I I like to consider myself a music insider. He's a music insider. Yeah, but here's my thing. I'm all about Taylor when she finally got to the Mm -hmm. NFL with Travis. Mm -hmm. I mean, I liked her music. I have her music Mm -hmm. on my phone. Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of music on my phone. Fraud! Fraud! All right, everybody's just got to shut up and calm down for five seconds. Scooter Braun, who's that? I don't give a crap who Scooter Braun is. See, there you go. Hey, Swifties, you hear this? He doesn't care who Scooter Braun is. I don't. He fraud, doesn't care that he did her, her dirty. This is a fraud, Swifty. I, I, I only care about Taylor and her happiness. And well, her. then you should care about Scooter Braun no, because I, he's I the one who brought I, her I, more I, unhappiness than anybody. Yeah, but he's also brought her a lot of money because she's written songs about it. No, that's not true. You still don't know who it is. I, you I don't still really don't care. know. I, like, you I think it's an ex-boyfriend? It's not even an ex-boyfriend. This is the guy that stole all the songs from her. I know who he is, and I don't give a crap. And you know what? She's smart because what she do? She rewrote some of those songs, and she re- released those songs so she can keep all the money from those songs. The way you said, screw it, Ron. Who's that? that right? 
Well, I mean, like in her world, he he's that's the financial side. And that's, well, he's the public enemy number one. Yeah, to I, Swifties, I understand, though. but he's not the romantic end of it. Like he's not the boyfriend. No, he's I, not. And what I care is that Taylor seems to have found just genuine happiness right now Which, with Travis. And I saw that on on the on the post game recap of our show on CBS when Phil was talking. And they took the microphone, they took the camera off of Phil and they put it on those two. Yeah. And they kept it on those two. That's right. As Phil was talking. Mm-hmm. And I was I was at the end of my table laughing. Because Phil had to adjust and he had to stop talking about football and talk about that. Well, he, and he did. He did yeah. a very good job of it. He to did. the victor goes the spoils. Yeah. <laughs> to the victor goes everything. Yeah. What so, he actually, what he I, said. I understand that part of her life, but she's got that all straightened out now. And now she's found happiness. She's in the middle of a freaking football. Taylor Swift is in the middle of a goddamn football field hugging the man that she loves. And and, and the, I love that. Well, the reason you love it is because these games are on CBS. That's the reason you love it. Don't tell me why I love you it. You love it because, and I would too. I would too if I were everybody CBS, over there. We've been talking about it. You're the one who said they're getting engaged on. The Super I Bowl. understand, but it really it benefits you guys more than it would benefit me, and I understand that yeah, totally. I'm not knocking it. Viewers, no matter what. I'm not. Yeah, but you said with the Taylor Swift effect, it's breaking records. I think and stuff. it's great. That's I think it's awesome. Right. But I, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, just being dragged right along. So anyway, yes, I do think though that she's probably with the go away please thing. She's probably hearing like the they're showing you too much. And also, the reason why I think the go away please came from was that, what was that guy, that uh, terrible uh, comedian who did the Golden Globes? What was his name? Jo- Joe Coy. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Coy. Coy, yes. So Joe Coy's joke that night that she wasn't happy about was, yes. we're going to show, we don't show Taylor Swift as much as the NFL does on their games. Remember that? Yes. That was a joke. Yeah, so now yes. that's in her head and that, bom- that she gets and, shown too much. And that bombed. Because so she's probably it did bomb, but she's probably thinking, "Oh, everybody thinks I get shown too much." And now she's up at the monitor. She sees herself on the monitor. She goes, "Go away, please." We she's had enough. Tell her we can't help it. We love you. We're all we're India. Everybody thinks you're you're the greatest. The problem is, is she's in this landscape of you know meathead tendency football fans. Yeah, and you know guys like we ran into at the Baltimore train station. Those people. Oh, of course. And and if you're losing to her and the Chiefs. Then that's a problem. You just dislike her right off the bat. But anyway, so and she's, back- and she's never been really disliked. I mean, because her her fans love her right. and adore her, and she puts on a great show. This is what I'm saying. So this is why I came back to the full circle here. The only time that there's been real controversy is that whole Kanye thing, and then people would back him that back in the day, and then the Scooter Braun thing, where obviously no one took his side. Uh, but back to the original point with Chad Johnson and, and Shannon Sharp. Okay, I do think. I do think. That Beyonce at the the height of it, when she had like just left Destiny's Child and was a solo artist and was winning Grammy after Grammy and number one hit after number one hit, would have had the same impact. And there are certain people that would have. Like now it's Taylor Swift. You know, a few years ago it would have been Beyonce. You know, back in the eighties it would have been Madonna. There who's are our, a few. Who, like uh, who's our guy? Um, Christian McCaffrey date Olivia Culpo. Yeah, Is Olivia Culpo. Yes, Culpo. Culpo. C U L P O. Did they show her at the Forty Nine er games? The NFL put out a. Uh, I, I don't know if they sh- they don't show her a ton during the game, but the NFL official X account put out the two of them chest bumping after the win, like they did, like they both jumped and chest bumped. And they thought that was funny. So they put that out. So that was they like a chest thing. bumped? They did, yeah. Which I thought was kind of it was kind of cool. You know, like the oh, I, 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 it, it, 
Chest pumping is great with Olivia Culpo, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, she was into it. She was like, you know, one of the guys. Yeah, of thing. course she's into it. She, yeah. She's hanging out with Kyle Juszczyk's wife, who's making jackets for everybody. Yeah, yeah, She's like the Carl Banks of football wives when it comes to making jackets. <laughs> you think she could have made us a brown bomber jacket? Yeah. And it should have been this helmet color. You remember that? We were talking about I, that. It was, the, that it was the bronze bomber oh, the jacket. bronze bomber. Uh, Deontay Wilder back before he... <laughs> Went off the deep end. Uh, but yes, that's what we were looking for. And he said it was on a boat in China somewhere. And the restrictions and the ports, it was getting held up on this cargo ship from yeah, China. Right. And uh, <laughs> I mean, where are those jackets, by the way? Oh, who knows? He's, I have no idea. Well, probably he's probably just mad at the whole station right now. I don't know. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, don't get me back into that, will you? You know, I've already said it. I didn't get you back. You started. Into that. You brought the name up and everything else. You and Scooter Braun. Like I don't know who Scooter. You Braun didn't. Is. She was. What do you mean you don't know? You mean you didn't? Who's Braun? I said who she, is I, I know he is, but she, he's not a, a part of her love life. No, and nobody ever said that. No one ever implied that he was part of the love life. I was saying, I said Kanye and Scooter Braun, which were the two controversies. You said Scooter Braun. Who's Look, that? I, I will say this: if you if you Google Travis Kelsey. And you look at all the different things that he has done off the field. That kid is talented. Yeah, he does all the vaccine commercials. I don't care about that. And crap. he does you know, the. You want a vaccine? Uh, take what's a vaccine. the other one? You want no, a vaccine? Don't take a vaccine. I don't really care. Just don't tell me to do it. No, but I'm. What well, I mean, Jesus, man! I, I, all I was saying is they hired him to do the vaccine commercials. Yeah, but I don't you, really you, snap you like that. Like, you made it like negative. Like, I didn't make it negative. So he did negative. the vaccine commercials. And then he also yeah. did what's that other one like you know, a auto if, trader if or something? Pfizer or? paid you a million dollars to do those vaccine commercials. You do them too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not paying me a million dollars. It's easy for me to say. I was trying to think like it when this is all over said and done with, and if the Chiefs do win, um, I, I'm trying to think about appearance fees <laughs> for who? Like, for like Travis and. No. And Taylor to no, show up no. together for no. an hour. So no, that would only be some like Saudi oil prince that could afford <laughs> that, that. That's what I'm saying. That would be the, the next only thing one. you know. He'd be he's going to be signing up for live and getting vaccines and everything else. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's there's one place that they would show up for free. There's one. Pl- yes, I know where. Democratic <laughs> National Convention. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they do that one for no, free. No, you know what it is. It showed free at Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Belmore. What's going on, Matt? Boomer and G-O-O. Oh, oh yeah, man. What's happening, Matt? What's happening, brother? Good morning, boys. Good morning, good morning. Just a uh, quick point. I'm a Giants fan, so I've seen plenty of Cowboys fan, uh, Cowboys games in my history here. And I, I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if it was like eight or ten years ago, but when Romo was with Jessica Simpson, man. That was a big every deal. Every time you put on a Cowboys game. They were showing her up in the sweet box with Jerry Jones. Yeah, you're right. You are right about that. That has not been referenced enough. That is a good point. And it was that that trip to Cabo that everybody got on Romo with when he went with Jessica Simpson. You're right. That, that was a big deal, man. You know, it's amazing. He goes to Cabo. Odell Beckham Jr. takes the wide receivers down to Florida on a boat. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Travis Kelsey goes to Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. In Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's like halfway around the world. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the season. Nobody cared about that. Nobody had a problem with that. You know? Didn't Everybody else. like it. I mean, I get, but was it? So it was before a playoff game, though, with the Giants. And was it before a playoff game with Tony Romo? I don't remember that. Or was it like when they were on a bye? I have to go back and look. But obviously, the, the Giants boat trip 
was before a playoff game yes. on a on a week where they didn't have a bye, whereas Travis Kelsey did go to Buenos Aires on a bye. And then Odell Beckham dropped the first pass thrown to him. That's right. And they lost the game, and we all know what happened after that. Yeah. Uh, Shep is down in Alabama. What's going on, Shep? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Today? Good, Shep. What's up, man? Uh, you know, I want to ask you uh, guys, uh, on the betting side of things, on the proposition side for the uh, Super Bowl, what's going to be the over-under uh, for the Taylor Swift appearance number? Uh, is that out there yet? Yeah, I, I can't get involved in that because I would have insider knowledge on that. That is true. I mean, I'll just be in my ear, show Taylor, show Taylor, show Taylor. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> and you know what? Look, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is a big party. A lot of people around the TV, a lot of people are going to be looking at the commercials as much as they do the game itself. Yeah. And Taylor is the pop culture icon that's going to be involved in all this. Come on, man. we got to get all this involved. I know I mean, we are. have to get it all involved. You like I, we, I, we, we would be uh, doing a disservice. And I know there are some football fans out there that hate this. But we would be doing a disservice if we didn't get that involved. No, and by course. the way, we're going to get Olivia Culpo and, and Christian McCaffrey involved and uh, we're going to see Brittany Mahomes a lot. Uh, we're going to see Brock, can, you don't uh, have, nobody see Brock Purdy's girlfriend or, or wife. Nobody or, needs that. Nobody needs any more. No, but no, I'm just telling you, that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be all things, both teams, celebrities that are going to be there rooting on their teams. And, You're going to play the thing. Jackson Mahomes force kiss video. You're going to work that in there. No, I don't think we'll do oh, that. No. I mean, okay. we want the Super Bowl to be positive. We want it to have people to have a, an enjoyable will be. day. It's going to be great. And it's all you be... do is knock and knock what? and I'm knock. I'm not knocking you're anything. You're like the knock family. Who did I just knock? Like you're knocking Taylor Swift. You're I did not knock Taylor Swift. Are you going to show her? How much are you going to show her? And all this other stuff. I mean, that was I'm the caller just... who said that. The caller just said that. You're putting words in my mouth. I understand that you got to show Taylor Swift. I understand what it means to CBS. I understand that. I will knock Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes. I am. You're not scaring me off of that. About because Olivia those two. Culpa. No, I like her. Okay, I told you. I just, I just, I didn't knock them either. I did the. Ch- I told you about the chest what, bump thing. What, what about what about uh, Kyle Uzcheck's wife? Who's she's very, great. Very she's, ta- talented. she's talented. Right, and she's out there. I mean, like she's out there on Instagram yeah. and everything. I'm not knocking anybody. All right. Caller called up and said, "What are the the, the uh, over under on the thing?" I didn't. Well, blaming me. I mean, I don't think he was trying to knock anything, but I just feel like every time you bring it up. As a football fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you put your Neanderthal football fan, you know, hat on, you're like, I, you're you're done with Taylor Swift. Um, but yet you seem to know everything about her. Well, not. I mean, I just when you have life experience, you know things. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things I don't like that I know about. You know, about her, about everything in life. There's a lot of I'm things. not talking about everything in and life. So I'm like, specifically talking about her because you brought her up and like you're well, I mean, fixation you, on it. No, no, I, I don't have a no, you're the one with fixation on it. Trust me. I'm just trying to keep up, make you happy. Trust me because you bring her up more than anybody. So I was just trying to, you know, get you going with the Beyoncé conversation, which I thought was uh, also a I thought that was a good topic. What about Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez? That was a big deal. Huge deal. Huge deal, right? A huge deal between the two of them. Remember, they almost bought the Mets. <laughs> ah! Oh, I knew that that was going to be a disaster. I said they, that would be that would be the most Mets thing in the world. The two of them bought the Mets and then went through like a public divorce and they had to split the Mets up in some sort of uh, divorce hearing. But then we got Steve Cohen, who now bargained basement shops for the for the team. Gets a tax write off though. Gets a tax write. off Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back with us. What's going on, Jerry? Good morning to you. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And we're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, you guys, I think you mentioned the Shannon Sharp stuff with Chad Ochocinco. So here were the two clips. I meant to bring them, uh, play them yesterday. I never got to it. This was This was talking about in today's terms, not years back. Uh, Shannon Sharp was basically saying how the Taylor Swift effect is a lot more than Beyonce ever could be now. I don't think they mentioned uh, earlier, but and Chad Ochocinco couldn't even believe he was going there. Beyonce ain't moving the needle like this chick, Ocho. No, what? you tripping. No, you tripping, Ocho. This girl, this ask the chick. She's the closest who, thing. The she's the closest thing to moving the needle like Michael Jackson that we've seen. This is it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, Taylor Swift is bigger than anything right now. The NFL can have anybody do halftime. I guarantee you, Taylor Swift is first. Oh, Beyonce and Jay Z and Rihanna combined—that's who they want. <laughs> well, right now, yes, probably. <clears throat> He's probably right. Well, yeah, no, he is. I mean, at this moment, she is the biggest thing. There's no two ways about it. I think can't argue lot. it. I, I'm sorry. I think there's a lot of pressure on Usher to perform, man. Got to come out big. She's going to be in the house. <laughs> and she's just coming off of three uh, straight shows in Tokyo. Yeah. She's got 100,000 fans at each show. She's not even going to watch the halftime, man. She's going to be so locked into this game. She's going to have to probably take a break, compose herself at halftime, maybe a bathroom break, snack. She's not even going to be watching the halftime you, show. You know what all these stadiums <laughs> should have? They all should have, like, for situations like this, whether it be the president of the United States, no matter who it is, or her or somebody of that magnitude, they should have, like, these private suites where you can't, like, see in. You know what I mean? Or or she's up. Like tinted windows. Yeah, tinted windows or something where, where she could just enjoy the game and just be a normal fan and act ridiculous like the most of, most of us do. Yeah, but that wouldn't be good for the networks who want to show her. Right. People want, you know, you guys are getting a bump out of this. That would be the worst thing. You don't want to suggest that. Now someone's going to do that. They're going to black out the Taylor Swift box. You're going to lose 50 million viewers. Mm. 
Do you want to hear the exchange between Travis Kelsey and Taylor? I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> and Taylor Swift on the field after they won, and he had to go to the locker room. Yeah, yeah, sure. We're going to Disney World. No, he didn't do that. You really can't even hear it great, but it's gone everywhere, as you can imagine. Give us a pat, guys. Give us a pat. Thank you. Give it clear away, guys. Thank you. Tell you I'm going to enjoy it with you guys over here. I love you. Oh, it's here we go, guys. Give me a pat. Thank you. He did say I love her there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this we knew. I'm going to go enjoy it with the fellas. Excuse me while I go. Oh boy, she's she, she, she going to be okay with that? Well, she has to be. Ryan, I guess so. She didn't go football on, player. Hey, she didn't go on stage. You know, oh, yeah, we knew that. Yeah, oh, she would have gotten could. killed for that. Well, Andy, I know she's not his wife, but Andy Reid's wife was up there, right? Well, yeah, so was Clark Hunt's family, and right. That's, yeah, but that's, that's a different, different story. They've been around for four months. But aren't we talking about what it means to the networks and the viewership? <laughs> if she would have been up there next to him, mm. it would have gone crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm glad she did not. I mean, we couldn't show her enough, and, and the two of them smooching. <laughs> God, uh, in terms of actually playing football, because that I, is I what this hear, is supposed to be about. In the back, I can hear the boss in the back in the back truck. Get that effing Phil Sims off the air <laughs> and show Taylor Swift now. It's not 1986 anymore. <laughs> it does figure that Sims is the one that's got to talk when that's happening. It was yeah. great. It was great. Uh, here was Andy Reid on the Let's Go podcast. They win. They're heading to Vegas, and he is excited for the trip. Super Bowl being in Vegas is going to be spectacular. I mean, they have a great facility out there. and uh, You might as well use it, right, as they say. So uh, it's going to be put to use, and then... We actually are the home team, so we get to use the Raiders facility, and that's beautiful. He said, I just got to be careful with the strip and keep the guys off the strip when they're out there. Um, in terms of Kadarius Tony, what's the deal with Kadarius? Uh, so he was asked, you know, he had the post. Is he hurt? What's going on? What is his status? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously he's been on the injury report. So, I mean, I, I got that, that part as uh, that's not made up by any means, but. He's been working through some things, and um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there. What a great non-answer! <laughs> he'll be back out there. When? Yeah, next year? Do they ask when? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'd have to go listen to the whole thing. That I don't know. Man, yeah, pretty much 18 seconds of not really answering the question. He cannot be with the team after all that nonsense this past week. He cannot be with the team. Well, the then Super what Bowl would that week? be? A suspension? Then I'd just cut, cut him. him. And then I was talking about the Niners picking him pick up, up as a double agent. You know? yeah, yeah. And, and, and screwing up the 49ers. Right, and he <laughs> drops a pass in the end zone. The what, is, what does this mean? What are they doing? Oh, we're doing this. Well, that's not what we think they're doing. <laughs> he would have everybody confused. Yeah, we shall see. Um, obviously, they had to beat the Ravens to get there. Now they get the Niners, who beat the Lions. Uh, Tom Brady on his own podcast. It's going to be a tough few months for one Dan Campbell and the Lions after that loss. When you get to this point, you're kicking yourself all the time. It's very rare that you're walking out going, you know, it's it's. I'm happy we got to the Final Four. You're kicking yourself that you're not in the Final Two because you're so close to getting to the Super Bowl, and that's the dream for every team to start the year. Now, we talked about this in the, uh, the warm-up show. What do you think uh, the future holds for Tom? Do you think he goes right into the booth with Burkhart and they kick Olsen out the door? Three man booth. Right in the booth? Uh, I would think knowing or thinking that I know Tom Brady and the way he does things, he's. Pro I bet you he was probably doing those games somewhere when they were when they were being played. I yeah. would think. 
prepping. Right. I'm just saying, is is it Brady and Burkhart the team week one, and Olsen's gone? I or? think Olsen's got. You know, you see a lot of a lot of people supporting Greg Olson out yeah. there, and people really liking him and liking his delivery and his style and his language and the whole thing. So I, it's a really interesting dilemma. He's making part of the second booth. No, why no. not? Why don't not just make it a three man booth? Are we gonna fire him? Who's We're not that? gonna fire him. Who no, you? I'm saying Olsen made oh, him part oh. of the second booth. I don't know, man. Why? Why not? Why just put him in there with with Tom Brady? That's what I say. Three man booth. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Tom will just get so bored of this whole thing and quit <laughs> like week three. Like, what the hell am I doing here? But why? Why? Why would he be doing? his radio deal with Jim Gray. Like, if he's bored with all of it, why is he doing it? No, I, I, I wasn't being serious. I was right. joking. I don't think Tom Brady's going to quit week three of this Fox job, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that Tom Brady doesn't have to do this. I mean, they laid out a lot of money for him for a lot of different reasons. It's not just the performance and having Tom Brady on your team, but it's also the sales aspect of it. Marketing and business. Yes. Understood. All right, let's get to the Knicks. They were in Charlotte last night, and beknownst to us, there was going to be no OG and an OB. He has an elbow, either soreness or an injury, and that came down late. We know about Julius Randle, and yet they went out and just smashed the Hornets. DiVincenzo knocks it down. 18 points for DiVincenzo. Knicks have opened it up here. 14 straight points, and they lead by 20. And they would wind up winning by a whole lot. 113-92. The final is they beat Charlotte, sending the Hornets to 10-35 and on the season. 28 for Dante DiVincenzo, Jalen Brunson doing what he does. 32 points, 13 of 24 from the field. Here was Tom Thibodeau. Needed and got a complete team effort. You're not replacing Julius with any one player. Same thing with OG. So for us, it's got to be the collection of everybody working together. Everyone's capable of playing great defense. Everyone's capable of rebounding the ball well. And that's exactly what they did as a team last night. They've won seven straight. Now here was Jalen Brunson. He's trying to talk about winning without these two guys and, and the good things that the team is doing. And it sounds like there, I know it's not, but it sounds like there's a goat in the background. And he, <laughs> Brunson was having trouble getting I mean, through his Charlotte, thoughts. you never know. There are goats in Charlotte? There's goats everywhere, Jerry. <laughs> They're running rampant in Charlotte. Yeah, it's definitely an adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> the um, mentality is always, mentality is always um, next minute mentality. I think it's totally different. I think. <laughs> I think it's wrong. Yeah, that has to be one of his teammates. Yeah, it has, it has to be right. one of his Well, I don't think a goat was running through the bowels of the stadium. Could have been like a kid, maybe. It could have been. One I of suppose. the kids showing up in a lot. I, I, I think it's probably one of his teammates making that noise. Just to see if they can get him to laugh and get him off his game. Well, they did. They got him to laugh. That is for sure. Uh, here was Dante DiVincenzo on MSG. Just like in Brooklyn, lots of Knicks fans in Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, I just told uh, Coach Rick Burson, I was like, man, Knicks fans travel. Um, you started hearing, let's go Knicks. Um, and that's, I mean, we have the best fans in the, in the league. So, you know, no matter where we go, it feels like a, a home game for us. Um, right, let me just tell you something. The Nick fan isn't traveling. The Nick fan is moving. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. Nick fan is leaving New York to South and Carolina, going to other places. <laughs> As Al thought this morning. Oh, South Carolina. Okay, <laughs> and going to other places, and then they're going to see their teams in those places. That's true. Like when you go, you watch a Florida Panther game, whether it be the Islanders, a lot or of their, trans- or the New Yorkers. Right. Exactly. Well, we'll see when we go to Oklahoma City. We can go ruin those states now. Okay. <laughs> 
Nick and Jazz tonight. Last night, the Jazz lost to the Nets, who got Ben Simmons back in the fold. Simmons into the front court, leaves it behind for Thomas. Coming left, right to Simmons' screen. Driving it all the way to the rim, and he lays it up and in. And now a steal on the inbound, Royce O'Neal. Oh. O'Neal backing out Thomas. Thomas driving it to the rim, lays it in. Nets have scored 12 straight. Utah wants a timeout. And that was Chris Carino with the call here on the fan. The Nets uh, blow out the Jazz 147-114. Mikhail Bridges 33. Uh, here was Ben Simmons. I'm back, baby, and we're running the floor. You better get ready. I told them as soon as we checked in, like, they they, they know what time it is. Um, I think, you know, certain <laughs> guys know what it's like to play with me. Um, and no, where they don't. Come from, so... <laughs> For us, it's wow. easy. Um, it's just about sharing the ball and uh, playing the right way. How about it's about playing? <laughs> that would help. That just shows you that he doesn't know who he is or how he's perceived. As soon as I checked in, I told the guys, you know what time it is? <laughs> yeah, time it's, to get hurt again. <laughs> it's game time. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, uh, he did play well. No, he really did. But, I mean, still, shut up. <laughs> uh, quickly here, because yeah. Pete's got an explanation maybe with uh, Jalen Brunson and the GOAT. What's going on, Pete? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. I think the uh, goat sandwich is Brunson's the goat right now. You know, he's going to end up being the greatest nickel of all time. So they're messing around just making the goat sound. The greatest nick of all time. Yeah, well, we I slow mean, down a little bit. I mean, they might be that's, messing around with yes. the goat thing yeah. now, but that's obviously, a, that's a good explanation. That's a good explanation. But the greatest nick of all time. Let's, that's, let's hold it. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> We got a long way to go. He hasn't got, even entered Patrick all, Ewing's all, neighborhood yet. All you no. have to do is look up at the rafters. Uh, exactly, Clyde Frazier. I mean, <clears> come on now. Um, what else? The Nuggets beat the Bucks 113-107. Nikola Jokic had the triple-double. Uh, Luka Doncic, 45 points. Mavericks beat the uh, Magic last night. And the Rockets over the Lakers, 135-119. to Along the way, Dylan Brooks doing these things. He seems to do a lot with LeBron. Jay Shante blows the layup. And fouls in his anxiety to get it back. Oh, that's going to be, be on Dylan Brooks. And right over the top of LeBron, hitting him on top of the head. On the head. Once again, Brooks in the middle. Yeah, so that was Sportsnet LA. He got a flagrant foul for that, and I guess these two have had a back and forth over the years. So when asked about him afterwards, LeBron? We were here early in the year. Uh, we asked you about Brooks, and you said... Nice question. Uh, that was it. He's mm. not talking about him. So, And not to mention the Rockets actually won the game by uh, 16. So, so be that. College basketball tonight. Seton Hall on the road at DePaul. Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, I've been panicking about the weather out in Vegas, whether or not we're going to be able to play golf because it's raining. So I was looking at the forecast, and Friday looked really nice. And Jerry's leaving on Friday after the show to go do a Rutgers game. So, like, I had no uh, partner in crime because you're going to be busy with all the CBS and NFL Today and everything with the Super Bowl. So Friday I could be open. Oh, you could be. Okay. Friday's a possibility, yeah. All right. Well, you told me Tuesday and Wednesday, so I didn't know. So uh, so then I had to, you know, I had to scramble. I said, well, if Jerry's gone and Boomer's busy, I got to scramble. You know, who am I, who am I going to play with? So then Allie says that uh, Josh, her boyfriend, is going to be out there. I thought it was Ben. You might be right. Ben, Josh, whatever. Bill, that, Frank. That guy. It just I put guy in when I had to, you know, make the right. reservation. I just said... Guy, golfer two, guy. Well, golfer two, golfer number two, or two handicap. Yeah, all right. He'll say he's like a ten, but he's more like a two. Yeah, he's the kind of guy you want on your team. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you know, I I've heard a lot of chirping over there at CBS Sports with Stephen Waldron dying a play. So Stephen Waldron 
goes, what time are you playing? So I told him what time I was thinking about playing. This guy, so desperate to golf out there with me or you or whoever, the guy changed his flight home for this. I love that. Stephen Walter decides I'll hang around because he was going to leave Friday after the show, too, because you know he loves leaving Friday before the show ends. Yes. But he was actually going to wait till the show was over, and he's going to take off. He changed his flight to take the red eye just so we could go play. How about that? What a good friend, that's, huh? That's the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Stephen Waldron. Why don't you just tell me, by the way, Steve, of CBS Sports, to move the tea time or ask, hey, I'm leaving. Would you mind, like, moving it up? You didn't even ask me. It was was not in my, my spot to do that. But you could have you said. You invited me. I'll accommodate myself. Wow. Yeah, but if you would have said, like, hey, I have this flight. I'd still like to play. Can we figure something out? I would have tried to figure something out for you. You didn't even tell me you were going to move your flight. I had to find out from Allie this morning that you moved your flight. Well, she wasn't supposed to tell you. <laughs> There's all this back-channel communication yes. that goes on. You ever notice that? Yes. All this back-channel communication. Well, anyway, you excited to play, Stephen, on that Friday? Absolutely. It looks like it's going to rain, too, by the way. And it's all Friday now. I thought Friday was supposed to be nice. Yeah, it was. The forecast changed. Did you, yeah. did you have to sell your Blue Man tickets? Uh, <laughs> That you had for that day. <laughs> I changed the tickets, changed my flight, everything. I'm, I'm, golf is priority. Look at that! Wow, good for you, Stephen. This is what I like to see. So we're going to have a good day. Me, Stephen Waldron, and Benji. It's going to be awesome. Okay, it's going to be a great day with the three. Benji, of us. isn't that what you said his name was? <laughs> I, I thought it was like I, I don't. Know. I, I, we we screwed up his name so many times. I don't even know what his name is. Yeah, I know. I think it's Billy. You, th- you think it's Billy. Okay, well, whatever. The three of us are going to have a great uh, great day out there. And maybe Boomer joins. Who the hell knows? Maybe it'll be free. Uh, let's go to Kevin, who's in the Bronx. What's going on, Kevin? Good morning. Yeah, I was... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I want to take issue with your opinion of uh, Greg Olson and his, uh, his abilities in the booth. The man just talks too freaking much. He doesn't let the game breathe. Doesn't really add anything of any value. He relies on these nonsense phrases like uh, at the height of his verticality when really all you need to say is the man jumped. Uh, and God, and literally from the, from the snap to the whistle, play by play, this guy will say, okay, he's out of the nine. Bang. Olsen's right in there and literally doesn't shut up until the ball has been snapped. Is there a particular and- announcer that you do like? I'm sorry? Is there a particular announcer that is doing games that you do like? Uh, well, yeah, you know, Romo uh, uh, is kind of falling into that trap, but I, I find him entertaining, you know. Uh, Burkhart's pretty good. You know, he seems to know that we're there to watch the game and not listen to him. How about analysts? Is there a particular analyst you like? Um... You know the few <laughs> Yeah, the point being is that the point uh, being know, is that these. I know, I know. The, the point being is that yes, they all do talk a lot. Uh, they get paid to talk a lot. They have a lot to say. They, they put a lot of time and effort into it. What's that? It seems like they get paid by the word. I I, I don't <laughs> mind if they're adding value to the broadcast and they're saying mm-hmm. something interesting, but they seem to think that every viewer ha- is watching the game. For the first time and know nothing about well, they they can't assume that you know everything that they know they can't assume that and they do spend a lot of time on one game doing a lot of research on that game now i will say that there were two guys that i had heard 
in different areas, I had heard them, but now I heard them do games in the beginning of the playoffs, and both of them happened. I think they both were on NBC. It was Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge, I thought, sounded great together. Mm-hmm. And I like Mike Tirico and Jason Garrett because Jason Garrett brought it from a coach's perspective. And Jason Garrett, in the middle of that game, says, you know, Miami has got to get Tyreek Hill involved. They have got to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And the next series, Miami comes out, and they get him the ball. It's like you got to get your best player involved. And so he's coming at it from a coach's perspective. Hey, look, not everybody likes everybody out there. They all bring something different to the game. If you think Joe and Troy, they're more folksy. They're more having a conversation. Troy giggles a lot. He has a lot of fun, makes fun of himself, self-deprecating. Chris is locked in like a scout would be locked in. You know, he knows everything about every single player, knows all the relationships, the coaches. He understands the history of the league. You know, I mean, so, I mean, they all have a certain aspect to their game. Some people like it and some people don't. Yeah, and very rarely uh, is a broadcaster so much of a turnoff to me that I think about it. It just doesn't happen. I've watched a ton of football games and very rarely. There's one guy... Then when I hear, as an analyst, not even a play-by-play guy, an analyst, when I know he's doing a game I have to watch, I, I'm like, ugh. Look, there's only going to be one John Madden. Yeah. The one and only John Madden, and to me, with Pat Summerall. Uh, for, for me, the, the other the other two that I really loved was Dick Enberg and Mer- Merlin Olsen. Yeah. All-time great. Right. So And then there was Tom Brookshire and, and Pat Summerall. They yeah. were great. Yeah. And, and I think that the... The best right now, I think Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are probably the best. And I actually, I think it sucks that they're, they took the money, which I would probably have done, but went to ESPN for that money for Monday Night Football because I thought, you know, their voices for the NFC Championship game and them being able, like, that just felt right to me. Um, so it's different now, but but those guys, because they've been together the longest at this point, I for, think for, are the two best. For me, I don't get turned off by any of it. I don't worry about it. doesn't yeah. matter. They, they see a game a certain way, and... They want to call it that way. Fine with me. Nick in Florida. What's going on, Nick? Hey, how you doing today, guys? Good, Nick. What's up? Hey, so, uh, Gio, yeah. I've listened to you talk about your golf game. I'm yeah. excited for you to go Thank out you. there and play. I don't know how, how often you've played in Vegas. I've had the opportunity to play there a lot. And um, uh, I'd like to make a wager with you, Gio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna bet. I want to. I don't. I, how many times are you guys gonna play out there? About I, I would think three times. Ta- I would think three times. At the very least, three. I'm hoping for four. Okay, Gio. You got. I'll give my contact information to Al or whoever. Okay. Twenty bucks a day. I'll bet you for your round that you don't break a hundred. You, you listen. I'm not making that bet. <laughs> Man, I am not confident in myself at all, and I do know it's difficult. I was out there in June, and the putting was insane because none of it made any sense. And if I didn't have a caddy, I would have lost my mind because he was giving me these reads. I'm like, there's no way you're right. There's just no way. And he was right every time. Uh, but no, listen, Nick, I am not confident in uh, in breaking 100. I would take I would take the over for myself every time. Um, so hopefully I play well. But yeah, who the hell knows? 110. Yeah, 110. Maybe. 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 <laughs> All right, Mike in Middletown. Mike, what's happening? Hey, guys. Uh First of all, I was the guy who called about Peter Schwartz in the veal. As well, you know, I still think about it probably once a week. <laughs> oh, but by the I, way, I, I by the way, at, down in Baltimore, I met Peter Schwartz's best friend on the sideline of the Baltimore Raven game. He couldn't wait to come up to tell me that he was Peter Schwartz's best friend. I didn't even know Peter had a single friend. I got to be honest with you. 
because he never talks about his friends. So I, that's yeah, I guess good. they went to high school with Peter. Oh, nice. Yes. All right, very good. What so, else is going on, Mike? So, talking about Baltimore, I, I work in a capacity where we do escorts for people when they're traveling on a train. And we do escorts for people like the assistant secretary to the finance minister of Guam, who no one knows who they are, but they feel like they need a VIP move or an escort. Well, somebody guys, in Guam knows who they are. They want to take them out. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I understand. So you have like VIP escort services for like a Supreme Court justice. I was on the train with uh, Justice Sotomayor. She's a huge right. football fan. Right. Yeah. Right. A lot of those people take the train. But you can we can put you in a room somewhere off by yourselves. It does, it's not this, this isn't like a service that's like, you know, you, you pay for. It just makes things smoother for people like you that attract the crowd. So I can give my number or a card to Al. If you guys are traveling anywhere on the train, you let us know, and we'll we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. I'll make sure you get this guy's uh, name and number. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. I got to tell you, just you know, traveling with Coach Cowers mm-hmm. and pain in the ass. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, because you got to stand up for him. You got to you got to fight his battles. Apparently, and, and by the way, by the way, I did send uh, you know everybody. I guess wrote about that story I was telling yesterday. And um, I did send one of those stories to both Nate and Coach. Yeah. And I said, was I accurate in my storytelling? And both of them said 100% accurate. Okay, good. No no embellishments, no nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course you wouldn't. I mean, you just told the story. Yeah. What, do you think people think you're making it up? No, I I just, like, I I wasn't embellishing anything. I was just just trying to, you know how we, we tell stories here about sometimes... There are awkward situations yeah. that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. and that happened to be one of them. It certainly was. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 